You're listening to another episode of The Zag. Excited to be joined by Carlo, a 2010 Chicago fellow is here. He's one of our LA favorites. He's done lead training for us a ton. Excited to have him on. Excited to catch up. My name is Eric Sob. Thanks for listening. Let's get to it. All right, Carlo, we were chatting before we started. You're you're growing your your podcast listening uh, skills. Doesn't sound like you didn't you didn't have too many skills to start with. So this is a new world for you. What have you found so far besides the Zag? Yeah, well, I've uh, well, of course, I've I've found the Zag um, and I've been listening to other NLC fellows share their stories. Um, so that's been really exciting. But for me, uh, the podcasting world was, of course, I was aware of it, but had just not uh, been too active and been mostly focused on reading as my medium, but I've had so many friends just say that it was their favorite, it was their favorite way to consume information basically. <laughs> and so, and so, you know, once I started getting into it, I was like, holy cow, right? It's like, it's like going to the bookstore, any yeah. topic you want, you can find, right? And it can be current. It can be in the past and completed. It doesn't matter. It's still there. And the other thing I like about it too, is just the democratic nature of it. Right. Um, and, and that, it's such a light operation to be able to get up and running to, to communicate with others. So um, that's been for me, the kind of exciting thing to, even though it's been obvious to everyone else, finally come on board. <laughs> yeah. I'd be interested to see what happens longer term, right? You're seeing more big deals being struck. You think of like Spotify signing Joe Rogan for a hundred million dollars and, and, you know, f- folks that are now able to turn uh, kind of more produced podcasts into TV series. I think of like, Homecoming on Amazon started as a podcast. Do you have any guesses on, on how uh, 6, 12, 18 months from now podcasts could, uh, could, could, could look as we think about just entertainment in general? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm really new to it, so I'll give my try and try to do some forecasting and trending. I think, you know, one of the things I've also picked up on is, is, is TikTok, taking a look there mm-hmm. and, and seeing what's going on. And obviously video is just continues to be really important. And I think podcasting is is to me the direct competition for things that are short video informational or um, commentary or storytelling it's the other way to consume it especially because you can do two things at once and i think and i think podcasting is going to continue to continue to consider um, that their listener's brain is always in two minds um, and so for me that's like something that i try to think about as as, as someone who's podcasting now myself um even as i do the work of my own episode and listen to others i'm constantly still being taken away to somewhere else because it is just audio and and, and not video but in a way i think it's more powerful to be able to focus on the words and, and try to take in what's going on so to me i think you know 6 12 18 months i think you know the trend continues to what you're talking about continued to be picked up on other on other mediums and making other deals. And so um, I think it's something that is just even easier to do than YouTube and, and video. Yeah, well said. Listen, I was intrigued when you responded. You know, I occasionally put out calls to the NLC Alum Network if folks want to come on and talk about what they're working on. And you dropped the line. It was kind of a cryptic sentence that you you left in my inbox there. You want to talk about leaderships and leadership manifestos, I think was a phrase that caught my eye. Tell folks a little bit about what that is and why you want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, thank you. So two quick stories. One is that, you know, I got my start in civic engagement as a researcher. And 
you know, for a long time, even then pushing sort of civic conversation, um, being able to bring people together to talk about our democracy, while I thought was important as, as a researcher and as an academic, practically speaking, I just thought, you know, politics isn't really like that. That isn't the reality of things. And I think I'm like coming back to my youth right here, where, <laughs> where, where now I'm thinking to myself, wow, I didn't realize a lot of people weren't talking to each other about things. And, you know, I had spent my sort of world, you know, wrapped up in research and in this world that loves civic engagement, loves civic conversation, was all politically engaged. And I think, you know, our 2020 period has, has just, I think, reminded me that a lot of people haven't said what's on their mind about things and they haven't expressed their opinions and their ideas and also their like wants and needs. And I think that's something that we all need to do in order to see that our democracy gets better. And so, you know, usually in the second part of my story is, as, as Eric knows, is I usually spend my time now in the background um, as a trainer, uh, as a consultant, which I really enjoy. Um, and I never really thought about myself trying to do anything, quote, in the public realm, such as this, even podcasting, even mm. right now, just getting started with, right, small, like, listenership um, and thinking that people I don't know, well, that, that doesn't really happen yet, right? Usually it's, you know, Eric and my parents, maybe. Um, but, but for me, it's about, it's about trying to get down everything that's been in my head, Eric, for as long as I've been around um, and trying to share what all those ideas are and put them all into one place so that one, for me, I can have that kind of reflection and be able to go and edit in the kind of way for NLC that we might do those kind of planning and personal planning that we do uh, as part of the fellowship. I wanted to do this as sort of like my own sort of uh, strategy and philosophy, which is accumulated from a lot of things and might be just slightly different when all put together than everybody else's. And I think that's the beauty about democracy is that it's about inclusivity and sharing your voices about the process and not necessarily about I'm the loudest, I'm the smartest, I'm the best. And then how are you sorting out right now the idea of whose voices should have priority? You know, we're in a moment where the country at large is reflecting in a way it should have been doing for a long time, but certainly is doing now. Um, and white folks are being asked to to listen and to learn and to be quiet, and, and, and folks of other groups too are, are, I think, being asked to do the same as we I think rightly so prioritize black lives. How do you sort yeah. of square, square what you just said about uh, being able to have democracy lift up a lot of different voices when, when we know uh, that might not actually be the best thing in this moment in time? Yeah. You know, I think, I think that ultimately if we, if we aren't able to bring everyone on board, it's going to be really challenging for us. And I know that, and I know that, um, you know, for me, I'm a very patriotic person. Um, my colleagues have like felt that around me and known that. And and part of it is because I had a, you know, I was very fortunate as a kid. My parents took me back to the Philippines a lot. And I, and I, and I really felt lucky. Um, I felt lucky to be born in America, um, to have the kind of opportunity and access. And to me, that always meant that I should do something in my life to give back because I had such like an amazing opportunity. When I look at my relatives, my cousins, um, 
their life was just much different than mine. Um, and so when I think about, you know, having all voices and then still at the same time, knowing that our most marginalized voices have been marginalized for too long. And if we continue to quote, tolerate it, you know, um, you know, what does that say about us? And what does that say about what we want to do? And for me, what I'm trying to share with my own sort of manifesto and what I, I think others should continue to share is that um, there is a way for us to imagine this country being better than it is right now, hanging on to the good stuff and then finding better stuff to update it. And, and for me, what I want to be able to share is talking about those democratic principles, but adding them to places that people might not always be looking. And so I think about this phrase that, you know, I'm not sure I'm the person that came up with it, right? Because I've had conversations with other people about it, but thinking about democratic capitalism and how do we give voice to people actually through our economy, because that's the place that people have been shut out for so long. And we've seen that by putting the economy to a halt, that's what's really kind of brought things to the forefront. So to me, that, that shows a lot that when the economy grinds to a halt, leaders listen. And if we can think about our most marginalized communities and how to bring them into the economy, have ownership in the economy so that they can pass that on to their own family, have that transfer generational wealth that maybe many of these families have not been able to have, that's the way that we're able to really bring people's voices to the table. Um, and for me, that's what I'm trying to share through my own Make America Better Now podcast, those ideas of democratic capitalism and how we bring people actually into the economy. We, we come back, we'll talk a little bit more with Carlo about what he's working on, also some of the thoughts that he might have about building community, especially when it comes to training and leading professional development sessions in this COVID and post-COVID world. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be right back. Carl, I wanted to ask you, because you've played such an instrumental role in the LA chapter and LC chapter for so long, because you were able to lead the the first week in training. And for the folks that, that might not know who aren't necessarily uh, NLC alums, that's a great first weekend training experience for our fellows who do the program. Gives them a good chance to do a lot of short, medium, and long-term goal planning, but also build community amongst a group of relative strangers, 19 other strangers. As you think about what those kind of experiences, NLC Institute, other training programs, will be like, let's say, starting in January 21, like how would you intellectually try to solve the problem of building community if you had to be virtual or if you had to do it in dramatically different ways than maybe a program like NLC that's been around for 15 years has been able to do it for that amount of time? Yeah. Already have been working virtually with folks in leadership programs, so I continue to do that. It's, it's amazing. And I think a lot of people had questions about, are we going to continue these programs where we've been meeting in person? And thankfully, uh, the answer is yes. And I think there's, there's no better time to be in a leadership program than right now to have some extra time to reflect with a cohort of someone, of you know, some people that you can talk about what's going on in 2020 and how to solve it for your community. So one of the things, of course, that's challenging right now is people don't get to run into each other at... Um, at civic places, at places of business. And obviously those are places where a lot of times connections are made and relationships deepened, project ideas come together and all of those kinds of things. So now folks have to be a lot more active and, and I've had to encourage them and remind them to do a lot of one-on-one -on -one communication with one another, set aside time to do phone calls or other video calls with people to get to know folks a little bit better because you're not in the room 
stepping up to the coffee machine, having a little chit chat here and there, right? That we know matters so much within the NLC Institute framework in addition to the sessions that are going on in the curriculum, but also what happens at lunch, what happens before lunch and afterwards as those people get together. And so really trying to encourage still getting together, but virtually and trying to find out that is happening to try to try to tell them, have them tell you stories about how they got together and did that. Um, and, and otherwise, otherwise I feel like you're just sort of like shouting at them to do something mm-hmm. and then they're not doing it. Right. Um, so I try to get them to tell me stories about what it was like when they got together um, to truly try to, to drive that home. Yeah, it's well said. Hey, last thing you mentioned your podcast, which has, I think a soft launch or a hard launch. I, I know I saw a couple episodes up, give folks the short and sweet scoop on where they can find it and what it's going to be about moving forward. Yeah, thank you. So, you know, I'm not a famous philosopher, politician, or economist, but that doesn't matter. Um, like all of you, I have my own ideas and they, they matter. And so I create a little character called Citizen Koala Monet. And the name of the podcast is Make America Better Now. And the point of the podcast is to write a manifesto in real time with also some editing in real time in terms of the conversation I'm just having now with, with you, Eric, and, and my family members and friends as I make this podcast in order to complete a manuscript, essentially, a manifesto covering the intersection of democracy and capitalism, but really what that looks like now with our country, 330 million um, and, uh, you know, a place in the world that is that is changing, even though, you know, maybe we, and, and, and so for me, that's what's really exciting about this podcast is it's a chance to to hopefully inspire others to think about getting all their ideas down and also sharing them, but also in talking about the big, big structural stuff, the principles, the values, and how we interpret those for our for our system here and how we operate our capitalism, how we operate our democracy. So for me, it's a, it's, it's a lot of fun to get to do it. It's the reason I'm doing it. And, and the goal is to hold myself accountable to be able to finish a manuscript, a manifesto manuscript for myself. Nice. So folks can find it right now, you know, on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, yeah, sounds good. And they should search for what title exactly so they can find it. Yeah, Make America Better Now. Love it. Good stuff. And while you're there searching for Carlos Podcast, don't forget to download and subscribe all past episodes of The Zag. You can catch those at Apple and Google as well. Also, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, all the podcasts are there. Lots of episodes have gone up in the last couple of weeks. we got a few more coming up in the upcoming week as well. So check those out. And until next time, we'll catch you soon. <laughs>